You're locked into Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast with your hosts, EZD, Derek Jaws, T-Wave, Taylor Sekaterski, Bold Claim, Ben Yelich, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Statman. Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast is part of the BICBP radio network. Check us out online, www.bicbp-radio.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats. I am your boy, EZD, with you, riding solo again. I swear we're going to find these other hosts and get them back on the show. They are... uh, Ah, we're going to do it, I promise. But uh, we are here at Hats, Tats, and Stats, a championship-caliber pro sports podcast based in Buffalo, New York, and proudly sponsored by the Mafia Pack. Check that out. You can get the Josh Allen decanter with the uh, his weapons in shot glass form, the number 17 decanter with the 14, 13, 88, and 26 shot glasses, along with the special edition Tyler Bass number 2 DOS boot, Cool collection, fantastic stuff. Check them out, mafiapack.com. Uh, you can check our social media. We've been sharing some of the stuff that they've been putting out uh, and some of the partnerships that they have going on. And I believe they just announced a partnership where you can actually buy the Mafia Pack in stores. Don't have to don't have to just order it online. Uh, so that's cool, too. So check those guys out. Good friends of the show. Longtime teammates of a, a couple of ours here on the show from the baseball world. And, oh, man, it is it has been a weird week. It has been a weird, wild week in sports, and we're going to talk about a little bit of that, then we're going to get into the football. Uh, I'm going to try to keep the football breakdown short and sweet. It's not as much fun when I'm going up, going at it alone. So that being said, uh, man, where to start? Uh, Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. Huge contract. Huge contract. $40 million a year for like nine years, 300 and change million dollars. It's insane. Uh, which is cool because that just means the Yankees have done something that they've never done before by doubling down on a guy who is an offensive powerhouse in the regular season whose bat disappears in the postseason and it would do little to nothing to help their World Series hopes. Uh, but it'll be cool because Yankees fans will get to celebrate 60 home runs a year for the next two or three years before he inevitably slows down in his old age. And uh, fun fact, only I believe only one home run has ever been hit by a player over 38 years old. Uh, and Judge will be 40 by the time this contract is up, uh, over 38 years old and over a certain weight limit. Uh, and Judge is, because he's so damn big, he's 270, I believe. Uh, and that was Bartolo Colon, big sexy. Bartolo Colon, love Bartolo. Bartolo's my boy. Uh, you know, man after my own heart there. But So that'll be interesting. Um, you know, at 31 years old, I mean, he can still produce, I'm sure, but at some point, you know, you're going to, he, he's going to start to slow down, and then you're, you're paying him $40 million for what he did this year. Um, so if you're hoping he matches production, awesome, and I hope he does for you. But, again, the big question is, how are you going to win in the postseason? And he didn't quite help get get it done. Was he a big part of the reason you made the postseason? Yeah. But what ha- like when that dude disappears, uh, it shows you how important the rest of your roster is, and it didn't really work out too well for the pinstripes in the playoffs. So that was one of the big ones. The uh, Another big one. Coach Prime, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, going from Jackson State, the HBCU, to uh, Colorado for the head coaching job over there. I love everything Coach Prime does. Uh, that dude talks. I want to suit up and play for him. Uh, he went in, and he, I, one of the things I like about him the most is his brutal honesty, right? he He's a brutally, brutally honest guy. Uh, when he first took the job at Jackson State, they asked him, hey, you know, if this if you have success here and you get looked at by a bigger school, um, are you going to stay at Jackson State? And he said, if bigger schools come calling, I'll listen. 
and that's what he said. Uh, he took the job, or he took the job at Jackson State, and he turned the culture around. They went undefeated. They, you know, they're they're doing really cool things. He's getting been getting recruits like crazy. Uh, he's gotten guys to decommit to to Alabama to go to Jackson State to play for him, and uh, now <laughs> there's a couple guys. Now that he's going to Colorado, there's a couple guys that have decommitted to Jackson State and are entering, you know, re-entering their um, their recruitment process. And I'm sure there's going to be guys from Jackson State as soon as their season's officially done. Um, and they're allowed to entering the transfer portal. Uh, and I, I'm intrigued to see, and this is the interesting wrinkle here, Coach Prime, in his initial conversation with the guys at Colorado, basically told them flat out, like, listen, you know, we're throwing out the old ways. We're, we're up in the standard. We're raising the bar. And we got some positions filled because I'm bringing luggage with me, right? So he's bringing players with him. He's bringing dudes with him. I'm sure he's bringing recruits with him, guys that he's been talked to, guys that he's been in contact with. He is coming. Right, he's he's getting ready to go, uh, and he told those dudes either be ready to work or be ready to enter the portal because if you're not going to work, you're not going to belong here. I love it. I love what this dude's doing. Uh, and if you go through and listen to some some of what he said, you know, smart, fast, aggressive, and disciplined. Like you know, just a lot of cool stuff, a lot of great stuff going on there. Uh, and I I saw a comment on something on Facebook. Somebody said he's going to be going coaching on Sundays in a couple of years. I listen. I'm not sure how well that coaching style, that tough, hard-nosed, brutally honest coaching style can work in the NFL, aside from a few very specific people. Because right? you, you're you're talking to, like, right now you're talking to athletes who are trying to make it to the next level. They're trying to get to the NFL. Once you're there, you're at the top, right? You, there's nowhere else up to go. And at some point, you do see coaches run into the the attitude of players being like, I don't need this, right? I don't. You know, if like someone, I'm talented enough. Someone's going to pay me. Um, so that'll be interesting to see if Prime takes the step into the NFL in the coaching ranks. Obviously, uh, we've seen former players taking that step more. You know, more recently, cough, cough, Jeff Saturday, cough. But uh, you know, I'm intrigued to see what he does there. And there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of hate going around about Coach Prime about this, and you know, about leaving the the HBCU and a lot of the just general social constructs that people are taking uh and looking through that or through the lens of those at this move and a lot of people have called him a sellout uh and i don't think this dude's a sellout if you look at what he did at jackson state and you know what he was being paid the like putting his own like putting like giving half of his paycheck back to the collar back to the program uh he put money in to help fix and finish building the training facilities and he put money into uh, you know, the stadium, he put, I mean, and he, he, he brought kids that would never have even sniffed that school back to that school. And, you know, I, I mean, for the job he was doing, he never got a single bonus. He never got a single anything. And a lot of that's because, you know, the, the college doesn't make a ton of money, but a lot of that's because, you know, they were talking how donor, uh, how alumni, you know, colleges try to survive on, on alumni, uh, alumni donors. And a lot of alumni don't donate. Right. There's like less than 25 percent of their alumni, you know, contribute donations to the college. And there's a lot more going on there. This dude did a ton. He did an absolute ton. For Jackson State, he put HBCUs on the map, right? He, he, he got people in the national media talking about HBCUs. And at some point he looked and said, like, I can't keep doing it this way when there's other options out there. So what what is he going to do? He's going to go make a name for himself, and he's going to try to go 
you know, make a name for like he's he's walking into a tough situation. They're one and eleven. He went from an eleven and zero team to a one and eleven or a one and twelve or one and ten, whatever they were team. And he's going to try to turn them around. If in two years Colorado's competing for you know it, it is is a ranked team and pushing toward the the college football playoff. Well, I mean, what else do you want, right? What else do you want? This dude is going to you know hopefully rewrite the you know rewrite the. The history books. I hope. I and listen. I and I do. I say that because I love what he does as a coach. I love how he acts. Love how he carries himself, and I love his attitude on the field. So, um, good for Coach Prime. Good for Colorado. And uh, you know, I'm excited to see where that happens. Uh, a little bit of political news. Brittany Griner's coming home, which is great, awesome, fantastic. Worst trade in history. Worst trade in history. This is the closest we will ever touch. On anything political, or you know, is is this specific topic? Um, you know, we 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 traded a dude who's got like he's one of the worst terrorists in the history of ever. He was called the Merchant of Death for Christ's sake, and we traded him for Brittany Griner. Uh, and meanwhile, there is a U.S. Marine still behind bars somewhere in Russia. So uh, bad L there. Big L there, uh, pandering for bo- votes move, you know, pa- definitely for sure. Uh, and this has gotten so bad that Micah Parsons has come out and said how bad of a, how bad of a trade this was, how bad of a move this was. And uh, people are, in, as they immediately do, and I'm sure you know people will hear this and, and give give me specifically some heat. Uh, just because you don't agree with this move does not mean you are a Donald Trump fan. I am not. All right, I think Donald Trump's an idiot. I, you know, and again, we're not going to talk this. We're we're talking the fact that this was a bad trade. All right, I am happy that Brittany Griner is coming home. Um, you know, I I wouldn't wish any U.S. citizen be locked up anywhere over there by any means. But I don't know. Like I'm not. I I know darn well you're not trading the merchant of death for me. I, um, and I probably wouldn't expect it to. But that's just me. I'm also not locked. I'm also not in the gulag, so I can't say too much there. But uh, then coming a little bit more local to home here, Buffalo, the Sabres. Whoa. Whoa. We, uh, the, 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 those boys can put the puck in the net. This team legitimately would be scary. Legitimately would be scary. If we had attendee, we are in the exact biological opposite of where we were in parts of the 90s and 2000s where we had an all-world goaltender and not a ton in front of them. I mean, looking through here, uh, the Sabres are currently on a two-game winning streak, having won 6-3 to three against the Sharks and 9-4 to four against the Blue Jackets. Um, played a tough one, a 6-4 game against the Avalanche, the reigning defending Stanley Cup champions. They knocked off the Red Wings prior to that, and they lost a, a tight one in OT against the Lightning who are always a perennial cup contender before that in overtime. Uh, and they had, I mean, they were a big on that one. That's a, that, and that was the one that, you know, if we had a goalie, then we probably win that game too. Uh, Tage Thompson, four goals in a period, five goals in the game, plus an assist. He had, he was five for nine shooting. That's disgusting in hockey. Um, Jeff Skinner, Tacking on four apples there. Alex Tuck, what a day. One goal and three apples. 
Uh, let's see. We have one, two, three, four, five, six. Six dudes with double-digit points on the night. That's incredible. Uh, the Sabres look to be continuing. We talked about it a lot last year if you tuned into us, uh, especially when Big Diesel's on the show. We like to talk talk about the puck a little bit. Uh, we're going to start working it in more. But we're going to sit here and we're going to talk about this because, I mean, the Sabres are doing some cool stuff. They got a you know, back-to-back Friday, Saturday, home and away with the Penguins. That'll be a fun one. Penguins are always a tough team to play. I don't know. The, the Penguins could suck this year. Let's check this. Let's check the standings. Uh, they're third in the Metro Division. So, you know, uh, I mean, but and the Sabers, who, you know, the the Bruins are the uh, the cream of the crop. But the, the, I mean, the Sabers are only four games behind the Leafs in the Atlantic. One game behind the one game behind the Red Wings. I mean, and it's all a point system, so. Um, oh, I'm looking, I'm like, goals for, and here's the here's the incredible thing, the Sabers have scored 105 goals. That is the most in the East. That's the most in the NHL. The Bruins are the only team close, and they're five behind us. The problem is we've given up 96, which is the second most to the blue jackets (laughs) like that's insane oh my god the sabers are fun to watch again which is cool and i hope this is uh you know triggering toward the build of the buffalo sabers um i'm trying to think if there's anything else oh uh, baker mayfield got cut and got picked up jimmy g went down and mr irrelevant won a football game so uh, brock purdy is his name i believe Oh man, a lot of a lot happening in sports. Von Miller out for the season. They were doing the uh, the the you know the, the the surgery on his knee, and they found damage to the ACL, which put him out for the year, which sucks for the Bills. Uh, and that's going to stem me into this week's Bills game. Bills at Jets. The Bills injury list uh, is getting shorter and shorter. All things aside from you know you got the uh, you got your you know your Von Miller stuff, which I just talked about, and that that's a huge loss. You know that's a dude who he may not show up on the stat sheet every year. But, um, you know, it's one of those things that, or sorry, every year, every week, he may not show up every week, but when he shows up, it's big, right? It, when he shows up, it's big. Uh, and looking through the injury report, you know, Deion Dawkins has been limited, uh, so far this week. Reggie Gilliam has not participated with an ankle issue. Cam Lewis is in full. Matt Milano is out with a knee issue currently, which that hurts. That one sucks. Um, Mitch Morris had was limited on Wednesday with a an elbow slash vet rest day. He was a full participant today. Um, Quisenberry with his ankle has been limited all week. Jordan Phillips with a shoulder has not participated, but Roger Saffold got a knee vet rest day yesterday. He's back full tilt. Jordan Poyer full tilt. Um, you know, so I mean, listen, Josh has been a full all week, but he's still on the injury report with the right elbow. So it's getting shorter. Uh, hopefully Dawkins is back, you know, obviously, you know, between Dawkins and Quisenberry, we really hopeful that one of the two of them can play this week. Uh, hopefully trending toward both of them being available for the game. Cause that, you know, between those two and Matt Milano, that would be not great. Uh, Mitch Morris being in and available, uh, not looking not looking great for Milano and Jordan Phillips, though. Uh, and obviously, again, the addition of Von Miller to the IR, not great. And that, you know, that that brings up the question. It's been talked about a lot about the, you know, the, the turf, specifically the turf in Detroit, which a lot of guys are not a fan of. Um, and this is two years in a row. We've lost a major star. 
uh, on Thanksgiving. Um, this year, obviously, it was in Detroit, but you know, I, and we we played two games in four days there. It, it's tough, you know, it's tough. But you know, good teams gotta gotta bounce back. And I'll tell you, I, we we tweeted this out on the Hats, Tats, and Stats Twitter this week uh, earlier today. Actually, we put it out. And basically, what we need here, what the Bills need, is Greg Rousseau's got to stay healthy and keep growing. He's got to get better every single week, and he has been. Uh, and that's one of the things that is going to continue to happen because uh, I don't believe that Von Miller is the type of dude to be like, I'm out for the year. I'm going to go hang out. I think he's going to be around. He's going to be around. He's going to be helping that young group out. Uh, Shaq Lawson, this dude has made some splash plays, been huge in run support for us, has made a couple great plays on QB sneaks where he, you know, finds a way to crash in and then pulls the quarterback back away from the line to gain. Um, you know, and then he made a couple splash plays last week where he was in. And you're like, Oh damn, that's Shaq Lawson. You know, looking flashing to be the guy that all those years ago we drafted hoping he would be. Uh hopefully he's he's turning into that. Boogie Basham uh gonna have to take the next step here, gonna lean on him a little bit more. And AJ Epinesa, there were a lot of people who were talking about having Epinesa packaged in a deal for somebody this year. Uh I've always been a fan of Epinesa. I mean, he's a third year guy. And I've I've I felt this year he's been having a quietly solid season. You know, he's not tearing it up. He's not a stat sheet monster, but he's very quietly been having a good year. He seems to be around the ball a lot. He's that dude that sets pressure, get, you know, or will flush a quarterback or make him step up into someone else. He's that guy who sets up success for others. And I think he need like and I think he's been quietly having a solid year. Um that solid year officially needs to get louder. All right, I, I need I need AJ Epinesa to to start make a little bit more noise, uh, and those things happen. We're going to be fine, and, and the potential for all of them is one hundred percent there. Uh, we again tweeted that out today earlier from the Hats, Tats, and Stats uh, Twitter, and the, so the Bills taking on the Jets in this game. The Bills defense, you know, hopefully hopefully Milano's okay and can. You know, I've heard he's day to day. We'll see. Not sure what the what the whole deal is there. Uh, I do have him on an IDP fantasy league. I could go check, but I don't want to make you guys wait for dead air here. Uh, so when we're playing the Jets, the Jets, that defense always plays us tough. Always plays that us tough. Uh, for some reason, it's one of those things that they, I mean, they have they have athletes. They have talented players on that roster, um, and they can make plays. The The big question there is, can we make more? Uh, and the, on the other side of the ball, here's the interesting one. Uh, a lot of people big on the Mike White train, and last Last year, we saw the same thing. Mike White went out, played a game, threw some touchdowns, 300-plus yards, came out against uh, the, the, that was against the Bengals, came out the next week against the Colts, I believe it was, um, one drive, 97 yards, and a touchdown, and people were like, yo, this is the dude. And then he got hurt. Right? He got banged up. Uh, he had to come out of the game. And then he came to Buffalo and threw four picks. And we're kind of seeing this this year, you know, came out. 300 plus three touchdowns way better way better than anything zach wilson was doing uh, aside from his you know his little black book full of everyone's mom apparently and then he comes out last week and he does okay uh, you know he does okay no touchdowns did get one on the ground you know a, a tough kind of kind of dog play a couple picks and now he's coming to buffalo and that buffalo defense this year is better than it was last year so that is going to be the matchup to watch if mike white mike white has to survive the buffalo's defense uh, and the Bills, the Bills offense just can't turn the ball over. Those are the two big keys to that one. I think the Bills take this. I think it's probably about a 10-point game. 
Uh, I'm hoping it, I'm hoping it's a game that between the balance we found with our run game and the ability of our offense to be loosening up and kind of shaking loose a little bit from what I've seen uh, and what it looks like, especially in the game plan, being a little bit more open and hopefully uh, yeah, less one read college style offense that we went to a couple weeks ago, which was painful to watch. Um, you know, hopefully this is that complimentary football that all of a sudden blows this game up and you know, it's not that close, but I'm, you know, divisional games are always tough. I'm calling for a 10 point game bills win, uh, probably, probably that 20 to 10 type game. I would think, uh, I'm, but I'm hoping my, I'm really, really hoping my, eh, let's call it like a 30 to 30 to that. Eh, let's call it like 30 to 17 or 20, you know, a late, you know, let's, let's give them 13 while the game matters and a late touchdown when, you know, it's a little bit, when it's a three score game to, to make it that 10 point game. But uh, well contested defensively for the Jets, at least. Uh, we're going to start now getting into it with this week with Monday night or Thursday night football. Sorry, the Raiders and the Rams. The Rams trending in the wrong direction. They picked up Baker Mayfield. Um, I don't think it matters. I know that who they have right now is not the answer. I know Stafford is out, uh, but I don't think that Baker's the answer. However, uh, wouldn't it be weird if Baker gets put with an offensive minded coach like McVay and suddenly starts flashing? That'd be kind of fun, huh? Uh, I would like to see Baker do well. I think he's, you know, being with the Browns and how the Browns are and then how the Browns ended things with him this year and obviously things have not gotten much better. And then going to a team that's in full tilt rebuild mode at this point um, and is really just trying to employ every every quarterback from that specific draft class by the time we're done. Who knows? Maybe they'll sign Lamar by the end of the year. Uh but it, it, I would like to see, it would be cool to see Baker go to the Rams and kind of flash a little bit and kind of pick things up. Uh, but the Raiders are trending in the right direction. They went from a team who couldn't find a way to win a game to a team who keeps finding ways to win games, including last week. Uh, I think the Raiders, I believe they, I'm pretty sure it was, let's make sure. Yep, they beat the L.A. Chargers last week. They're playing the L.A. Rams this week. I think they go 2-0 and for, against L.A. Um, and really, this one has the potential to be ugly with the way the Rams have been trending. So, and I don't, I don't believe Baker's going to play quite yet, uh, but I, I would guess we'd probably see Baker next week. The Vikings and the Lions this is a great game. This is, and the fun part is this game is like super meaningful for the standings. Not so much. The Vikings are running away with the division at this point. They're 10 and two um, with the Lions at five and seven behind them. But the fun part is um, the Lions have been playing good football and I don't think a second team from the NFC South is going to make the playoffs because you got the Seahawks at seven and four behind the or seven and five behind the eight and four Niners, and you've got the Cowboys at the heels of the nine and eleven Eagles at or eleven and one Eagles at nine and three. If the Giants and the Commanders keep muddling, you're going to see the Seahawks and potentially a surging Lions team in the playoffs as your wild card options there. Um. Yeah, so I, so we could see Eagles, Niners, Vikings, and whoever comes out of the South being the top four with the Cowboys, the Seahawks, and the Lions. And that could also go to the Giants or the Commanders, but I don't think those two sort out into a playoff spot. I, I really don't. Um, the Giants have a better chance than the Commanders, in my opinion, although the Commanders are playing defensively solid football. So um, I would like to see the Lions take this one. I think that would be cool. They've been playing really well defensively. Um, Dan Campbell's got them go, doing good stuff over there. Talk about you know, we were talking about Coach Prime earlier, uh, talking about co- coaching mattering and how how much we can uh, 
you know, we can buy into that stuff. I, I would play football for this dude. At some point, I'd have to tell him to stop crying. But uh, and physically, actually crying. I'm not saying like, hey, all he does is cry. Like, no, literally, the dude just cries. And sometimes it's a little too much. But um, I would like to see the Lions take this one. I think the Vikings take it. I want to see this be a shootout, though. I want to see, eh, give me the, give me a 40 to 38 game or something like that. Something crazy. Give me a 45, 45, 41 let's get nuts let's put let's put let's put 100 points on the board between these two that'd be that'd be sweet the ravens and the steelers uh i have not seen so i will look it up to to speak properly um what's going on with lamar and his leg so let's double check here um so last last it was said was a knee sprain I mean, you want to talk about a team with a long injury list again. Holy. Uh, let's see here. Lamar Jackson knee has not practiced all week so far. Uh, it is not. He has not been designated for the game yet, obviously. Um, so their center hasn't uh, practiced all week for personal reasons, and Marcus Peters hasn't practiced all week for, uh, it says rest, and then we have a couple guys limited. For quad, thigh, ankle, uh, let's see, Daryl Worley hasn't participated because of a hamstring. Kevin Zettler hasn't participated because of a knee. So, you know, we got a lot going on there. Um, on the other side, Pittsburgh, Najee Harris, you know, with the oblique injury, he didn't practice Wednesday. He was limited today. Uh, Malik Reed went from not practicing to a full tilt practice today with a back injury. Uh, TJ Watt is, went from limited to did not participate today with a rib so, uh, and then Deontay Johnson has been out or went from limited to did not participate today with a hip issue. Um, and then Cameron Hayward was a coach's decision to rest their player uh, today. He did not participate in practice. So um, this is the Ravens trending in the wrong direction. The Steelers looking a little bit more competent as the season starts to roll here. Uh, they are not. You know, the, the, these are not your your dad's Steelers, five and seven. Uh, and five and seven right now being in the conversation for a potential playoff run in the NFC doesn't even start to sniff it in the AFC because you are fourth in your division at, with that. Um, you have the entire AFC East in front of you, three-fourths of the AFC West in front of you. Obviously, you're three people in your own division, and it puts you in the muddled waters of the Colts in the AFC South. So... Uh, not not going the right way there for the Steelers this year, but they've been playing a little bit better as of late. Um, you know, Ravens playing a backup quarterback. Steelers defense is still still fairly solid. Divisional matchup. This is going to be a three point game, and it's going to go either way. This is a coin flip for me, especially with Lamar out. I'm going to give a little bit more of an edge to the Steelers, uh, who've been playing a little bit better of late. Browns and the Bengals. I want to say the Bengals run roll with this one, but. Um, you know, the Browns, who knows, maybe we'll see a little bit of that alleged rust start to shake off of Deshaun Watson, who, let's be honest, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where he's playing, at this point, we need to not ignore it and not move on from it, but stop talking about it. Okay, we all know what happened. We all know what he's what he's gone through and what's what's been going on there. At this point, it's just you know it, to keep talking about it takes away. I don't, I don't. Who knows? Maybe maybe we should keep talking about it. Maybe that's maybe that's the answer. He still does do to. Uh, he still has two two open civil lawsuits against him. So who knows? 
Uh, I'm just tired. Of, I'm tired of hearing about it. And for that reason, like normally, because it's the Bengals um, and they're starting to look good, they're starting to play hot, I would like to see them get knocked down a peg here. I don't think this is the team that's going to do it to them. I think the Bengals are going to light this up. And I kind of want them to because of the Deshaun Watson thing. Uh, only shot the Browns have here is to get into Joey B's face early and often and then just let the two-headed beast in the backfield eat. I don't think they have enough to get it done. Uh, let's go Bengals by two to three scores. Texans, Cowboys, the Cowboys are going to hang 50 on the Texans, and the Texans are going to struggle to score points. Cowboys by 40. If, I, if I'm right on that, I'd be so mad. My betting, my season of betting has not been great. Uh, Giants, Eagles, listen, if this is, this is the Giants' time to establish themselves and say, I am a legit playoff contender because you got to be able to beat the teams in your division, and the Eagles are a good football team, and the Eagles' offense is very good. Their defense is very solid. They're getting stronger. They're getting solider. Uh, they're playing like they have something to prove because they're. I, I, I think they're starting to hear how much people are talking about how they're they're the softest eleven and one team in the NFL. Listen, we saw a soft eleven and one team a few years back with the Steelers. Um, this is not the same thing. This that Steelers team was eleven and one and struggling to score twenty points. This Eagles team is eleven and one, and I don't care who they've played. Um, I mean, okay, so they squeaked by the Colts three weeks ago. But 35, 40, 17, 21, 29, 35, 26, 20, 29, 24, 24, 38. They score points. They put points on the board. I don't care who you are. This is a good team. And if the Giants want to be considered legit, which I don't think they want to necessarily, but people talk as if they are or they should be, this is a game they got to win. I don't think they're going to. I think this game is tight. I think it's tighter than possibly, um, you know, you might think on paper, or we may have thought a few weeks back or beginning of the year when you talked about these two teams. I thought the Eagles were going to be, you know, the top of this division from Jump Street. I thought the Giants were going to be at the bottom of the barrel. They're not. They're they're fighting for for playoff relevancy in the NFC. So, uh, but if you want to prove you, you might have a, a shot come the postseason, you got to win this one. I'm taking the Eagles by at least two scores. Titans, Texan, or sorry, Titans, Jags. Um, this is the who gives a shit bowl of this week. You know, the I'm not going to call it the suck bowl. Uh, I think the suck bowl is going to be the Cowboys, Texans, because that's not just not going to be fun to watch unless you're a Cowboys fan, in which case you're probably going to, you know, have your hand down your pants the entire time you're watching the football game. But that's beside the point. This one just doesn't feel like it matters. Uh, it's a divisional game. The Jags are four and eight fighting for relevancy in the division, but that doesn't mean anything because your division is not going to have a second contestant playing for the playoffs unless teams start falling off and go on an awful downswing and you go on a tear. Uh, so really, you're playing for your own pride at this point, and the Titans are playing to keep a slim lead, you know, slim lead here, uh, and... I think the Titans are gonna, the, the Titans are good enough to win this game. The Titans are good enough to be a division winner that gets beat in the first round, but the Titans are going to be a division winner here again. Um, but they're they're not that team that that scares you. They're not you know Derrick Henry's not rolling people over this year. You know they're not putting forty and you know thirty five forty points on people every week while Derrick Henry runs for two fifty and two and Tannehill is good enough. Um, they're just not, and it, this game is just not going to be of any interest at all. 
the Chiefs are going to wallop the Broncos. Um, although this is going to be a good test for the Chiefs' offense, they're going to win this game because the because the, the Broncos' offense cannot score points. Um, uh, the Broncos, I think, would be something stupid like thirteen and one if they scored eighteen points a game. Let's see if the Broncos scored eighteen points, they would have beaten the Seahawks. They would have they did beat the Texans, scoring sixteen points. They'd have beat the Niners, or they did beat the Niners by scoring eleven. They finally scored twenty three, but gave up thirty two. Uh, there was the twelve to nine punt fest overtime Thursday night football game. They lost nineteen sixteen to the Chargers, sixteen to nine to the Jets. They won twenty one seventeen over the Jags, which shows you how good the Jags are. Uh, they lost seventeen to ten. I mean, they're all right. So let's see here. They would be if they if they scored eighty two points. One and zero. 2-0, They'd be 8-5 if they scored 18 points in a game. That's disgusting. And the worst part about it is 8-5 they'd be sitting in a playoff spot. And, and, they'd be second in their division to the Chiefs. I think the, this this defense can slow the Chiefs down a little bit. Not good enough. I mean, what are we talking? We're talking a... We're talking like 27-9 to nine here, right? Uh, the Chiefs win this game, and whatever. The Chiefs are going to win this game. Panthers Seahawks. Seahawks are going to win that game. The Panthers are trying to, you know, Panther hard, you know, trying to trying to tank for God knows who. Probably a quarterback because I heard there's a lot of them coming out this year. Uh, we'll get somebody with more knowledge about college football than me to talk about that at some point. But uh, Seahawks are going to win this one. Geno Smith still not writing back. One of the best lines that I've ever heard from somebody uh, about being written off and not writing back. So uh, go Seahawks. I love seeing what they're doing and doing it well. Buccaneers 49ers the 49ers uh big big question Josh Johnson signed with them uh, another uh, he's a, he's another guy you know 16 teams in 16 seasons or something crazy like that and he's on his 17th or whatever where wherever we are you know somewhere around there um you know can he can he do enough can he boost can you know who knows <laughs> who knows what this uh I mean, yes, per, Brett Purdy. Purdy's going to start. First NFL start, Mr. Irrelevant. Last pick of this draft, getting a start against one of the better def- defenses in football. Uh, this could be a trip up for the Niners. You know, your own, you cannot win the Super Bowl without a quarterback, and currently they don't have one. Uh, both Jimmy G, which I'm sorry, that put that put that's the end of Jimmy G in San Francisco. All right, you got the kid coming back next year. Jimmy G is going to go. He's going to walk, and because I, I don't, I mean that he didn't do enough. So this could be a tripping point for the Niners. Uh, there was a rumor that they they put into claim uh, Baker off of waivers, which would have been fun. I would have loved to have seen that, but the Rams got to him first. Uh, so we'll see what the Buccaneers, or sorry, what the Niners can do. The Rams got Baker first. We'll see what the Niners can do here with Josh Johnson. I believe it is who they signed, and let's see. Uh, who else is out there that they might 
take a flyer at. They can't make any trades. Would love to see Gardner Minshew in a Niners uniform. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, don't think the Eagles are going to let that happen, but it might happen in the offseason because he's a free agent. So who knows? Uh, this could be. This will be fun. This will be a tight one. Uh, tight one and potentially low scoring because the Niners defense is the best in football and the Bucks offense has not been great. And then the Niners offense is going to rely on a bunch of athletes to make a almost undrafted rookie quarterback look good. Um, 17-16, I don't, I don't know who takes it. I, I really don't. Dolphins Chargers. Uh, I don't think the Chargers, the Chargers defense, what happened to them? Like they were part of the arms race, right? That entire division just sold out to get anybody and everybody they could. The team that did the least was the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are at the top of the division. Um, you know, I I want the Chargers to win this game, and I, you know what, I think they might. I think the Chargers offense can do enough against this Dolphins defense. Who the Dolphins defense is opportunistic, and they rely on their on their two good defensive ends uh, between Chubb and is it Wilkins, I believe, to hit home uh, and they're they're you know one of their corners to make good plays and that's it that's that's the team that's their defense right there and when you make a mistake they'll make you pay probably they might even score on you until then i think the chargers are going to do enough and i think you're going to see you would be able i think this will be a great game to see how much the how good the dolphins would be if herbert was their quarterback because i am still not a tua believer i do not believe in tua Uh, i don't know if the chargers defense can do what the Niners defense did last week, I would love for them to. That would be halt. That would be awesome. That would be great. Uh, but I don't know if they can. Uh, I just don't know if the talent is there or the scheme is there. Uh, I think the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins eat this one out, but go Chargers. Uh, Chargers twenty-one to twenty-one to twenty. Squeak it out on a last on a last drive where Justin Herbert does something magical. Because he needs that too. I, I need I need my man to start winning 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 a late one here and there if he has to. So, uh, would love to see that. Last but not least, the Monday Night Football game is a whole big old pile of bird shit. It's funny because it's the Patriots who are you know you can often see patriotic statues and what are statues no, uh, notorious for? Having birds sitting on them and crapping on them. And they are, the Patriots are playing the Cardinals. That's where I'm going with that. The Patriots against the Cardinals in a who cares game. Uh, the Patriots, not them. Be interested to see how Mac Jones bounces back and how everything goes after the Bills game last week. Where uh, old McCorkle there could be seen screaming at his offensive coach to, and I quote, throw the fucking ball. This running the ball every play thing doesn't work. So, or this running game, or this shitty running game doesn't work, or whatever he said, or whatever it was he said. Uh, this is going to be fun. I want to see how that goes, and quite frankly, I still don't care about the Cardinals. The Cardinals suck. They're kind of a crap show. I mean, we we saw DeAndre Hopkins arguing with Kyler Murray on the sidelines at one point. I don't know. Uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see which one of these teams implodes more. Uh, I think the Cardinals take this one, and I'm all for it, because... Uh, the more the Patriots fall down in the division, the less and less I have to hear about them, or the more and more I get to hear about the fall of Bill Belichick. That is the week 14 NFL wrap-up, or sorry, NFL preview. We're not doing wrap-ups this year. Uh, we used to do the first half of the show where we wrapped up last week, and then we'd stem into this week, and we started doing that. We were like, you know what? This takes forever, and frankly, by the time we do this midweek, you already know what happened last week. If you don't, you didn't want to. So looking forward to this week. It's going to be fun. Go Bills. Uh, 
go Sabers. Keep scoring. Keep putting the keep putting the puck in the net. Just keep burying goals. Uh, I want to see that catch me if you can offense. If you don't have a goalie, just put the puck in the net as often as you possibly can, and see how many teams can keep up scoring with you. Let's see if we can make the playoffs that way. That would be a lot of fun. Or you know, make a trade for a goalie, please. Like give the boys a little bit of help. You know, so when they don't score nine goals in a game, you can actually win one. Uh, and excited to see what happens with Baker in L.A. Not holding my breath. I you know was hopeful for him in Carolina, but it, again, could be fun. There is an X factor there that he's playing for an offensive coach who has shown that he can put you know semi competent quarterbacks in decent positions to win. So we'll this is this is it. This is the last straw for Baker, I believe. Um, but yeah, and then yeah, go go coach Prime. Go Colorado. Excited for what happens there. <sighs> I feel like there was one other big news story that I, I, I didn't talk about, but I don't. I can't remember, and I'm not going to you know, make you guys wait for me to look it up. So thanks for tuning in. Hats and Stats is part of the B, uh, Hats, Tats, and Stats is part of the BICBP Radio Network. Check us out online, BICBP-radio.com. Find us on Facebook, Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast, or on Instagram and Twitter, at HTS underscore pod. Like, follow, share, subscribe, tell your friends. Uh, we are posting weekly. The tits are in full swing. Yes, we have Swinging Tits. It is the totally indisputable team ranking system by Big Diesel, pumping those out every week. And our uh, our team, our, our, our host power rankings should be coming out shortly here after I get done recording this. So uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. And as always, we'll see you next week. Go Bills!